0: Oh my gosh, my name is Ben Sulzok, I'm the high school director. So, so good to be with you guys this morning. Um, glad that you're with us in person. For those who are online, we're glad you're with us today. And we are talking resurrection today. This is the, the whole reason the church exists at all. That it's even a thing that we're here on Sundays at all is because we believe that 2,000 years ago, a man named Jesus lived, showed us how to live like God wants us to live, and then he died and rose again. And we freak out about that every week because we believe that resurrection happens. It didn't just happen once, it still happens to us all the time. It happens for me, it happens for you, and that's the movement, the same God that raised Jesus from the dead is the same God who's at work in our stories today, yesterday, and forevermore. It's such good news always because we believe that resurrection is real. I get excited about this because (laughs) resurrection is like, it changes everything. When you feel it yourself, I don't care who you are, what your story is, Whatever pain you've experienced, whatever joy you've had, whatever, whatever your story's been, the craziness, the mess, God wants to know that resurrection is for you. Yeah. Resurrection is for you. And we're going to talk about that this morning. Um, wherever, uh, wherever you're at, no matter what your story is, God has been in it. We've said it this morning. Jeff was talking about that today. We're talking about this. No matter your story, God has been in your story. And the movement for the morning... Today, we're going to take three movements. I'm going to talk about how God was in our past. God is in our past when we reflect back on it. Pastor Dane going to talk about how God is currently in our stories now. And then Ben Kern is going to talk about how God will always be in our stories. We're going to continue to hamp on that. The Hebrews passage that uh, Jeff talked about, we'll put that on the screen right now. Again, the Hebrews passage, I'm going to say it again. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forevermore. That's why we keep going back to that because no matter what, this is always true. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And for me, I want to talk a little bit about my story. See, God got a hold of my heart when I was young. When I was in middle school and high school, uh, my family uh, involved was regularly involved in the church. I had a grandmother who to this day continues to pray for me every day. Um, blows my mind when I get to spend time with my grandmother and know that. I was also involved in a youth ministry that changed my life. And God got a hold of my heart. Speaking of youth ministry, that's why I'm a, I'm a high school pastor, because of how God got a hold of my heart then. How, shout out to all the students in the room and online right now. Yard and house peeps, so good. Um, we, uh, we, uh, it, God changed my life at that point in time. And I want to talk a little about how, um, how that happened. And so it was through those the right people, the right church, the right events, God met me in my story. But oftentimes I have to remember, I, I, when I go through hard things now, when life throws the chaos that it does at all of us, I have to look back and remember how God showed up in my story. I have to look back and remember how God met me at certain points throughout that time. And this is the thing that we all have to do. In fact, it's been happening for a long, long time. The Israelites, God's first chosen people, had to do this over and over again. In the Old Testament, we see verses after verses of them reminding themselves. Here's one of those in Deuteronomy, verse chapter 6, verse 21, is they reflect, But the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. See the Israelites for a long time were people who were oppressed. They were in bondage. They were in a system that said they were less than. And then God liberated them. He gave them a new story. God gave them a resurrected story. And the Israelites had to remember over and over again that God resurrects. He resurrected them and he gave them something new. And they had to reflect on that over and over again. If you read the Old Testament, you'll see this passage. uh, Something like this, that God removed us from that situation and gave us new life today. That's what they had to remember that. And just like Israel has to do that, I have to do that. We have to do that. We have to remember that God has been present. So here's the challenge for you maybe you've been a part of the church for a long time. Maybe this is your first Sunday ever coming at all. But would you look back at your story and see how God has been in it? Because he has been in it. Undeniably, God has been in your story. It could be through a conversation. It could be through a whole year of events and activities. It could be through one moment and encounter with God. Whatever that looks like, if you would look and say, God has been, been there for me with me, we just join that narrative of looking back at our stories and seeing how God showed up. Because sometimes the first step to resurrection is to look back at how God has been with us in our past. So church, would you look back and see how God has been in your story? Looking back, would you, de- would you identify the ways that God has declared, hey, I've been there for you, and I will be there with you today, and I will be there with you in the future, and I'm going to continue to resurrect you because Jesus has done all the work.
1: You know, when I think about what Benzie just shared with us, and how I reflect on that passage, Hebrew eleven and eight, and how God was with me yesterday, I can't help but to reflect reflect on the chapter Romans chapter eight, verses twenty eight, that says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for the good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. You know, you <laughs> reflect and you know, God has been there for me. But when you get deep into your story today, it's hard to sometimes remember why things happen the way they do. You know, when I think of the purpose and my purpose, I have, it's never been more apparent for me. See, I know without a shadow of a doubt that I was called to disciple God's people. I remember how excited I was when I knew it was time for me to leave my job as a middle grades teacher and to become a full-time pastor. You see, I see God's purpose for our lives like a 1,000-piece puzzle. You know, some parts are, are finished while other pieces are scattered all over the place. And you see, I saw myself holding my puzzle piece jumping up and down asking God where where does my peace go and God saying like pastor Ben would say Simmer down <laughs> He looks at my he looks at my piece he looks at the puzzle and he said for me hmm right there that there was marine covenant <laughs> you know <laughs> You know, I never really knew in the beginning exactly why God brought me here. You never really fully grasp what he has in store when he turns the page in your story. But one thing I do know, it's no matter your story, God is in it. You know, it's easy to see, it's easy to sense God when things are going great, right? Right? But what about when God shows you the areas of pain and hurt and brokenness that we've worked so hard to camouflage? Is God in your story there? What about when God reveals those places where we lack faith, where we've allowed our hope to dim the light, and why, or when we've allowed fear and shame to block our view of the cross? Is God in our story there too? See, it's easy to question God in in when our story, when things are filled with pain and challenge. But trust me when I say, family, no matter your story, God is in it. You know, looking at my story today, I too have found myself serving God with all my heart while seeking him to heal some wounds from my past. See, I found myself building the faith of others while asking God to restore my own faith in some areas. See what I've learned throughout every chapter of my life in the ups and the downs in the heartaches and in celebrations, Romans eight twenty-eight remains true. And we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Family, I can remember a Sunday when I was allowing the pain of my past to narrate my present. I felt so down and unworthy of service in God's kingdom. See that joy and excitement that I felt when I was looking at my puzzle piece? Yeah, it felt overwhelming at that point. I couldn't make out the picture of his purpose. I felt lost. I was wondering if things would ever be healed again. See, things seemed scattered and unclear. See, it was on that Sunday that I was praying to God, asking him to remove the burden that I was feeling. But in that very moment, one of our worship leaders, Carly Hoy, introduced a new song to us called Defender. Now, outside of the pure beauty in her voice, (laughs) the lyrics she sang gave me the hope I needed to hear. These lyrics specifically, it said, when I thought I lost me, you knew where I left me. You reintroduced me to your love. You picked up all my pieces. You put me back together. You are the defender of my heart. You see, at that very moment, family, I was reminded that you could serve God wholeheartedly and receive the healing you need. It was right then God showed me that he had been in my story in the past and he was still in my story right then, even through my challenges of my past struggles and pains. I could remember that even in my brief and sometimes for us, our prolonged moments of difficulty, God is in our story. And in our story, he's providing the healing we long for. Family, I don't know what your story is. I don't know what cards life have dealt you. I have no idea what may be causing you to feel dead inside. But I do know this. The same God that raised Christ from the grave is the same God that can raise you from your grave of hurt, guilt, and shame. Even in times of challenges, God is still in our story. If we were, if He was with us before, He will be with us right now. And you know, and like the seasoned saints I grew up would say, I don't believe God brought me this far to leave me now. <laughs> don't give up on your story. You've come too far from where you started. God is causing all things to work together. For your good. Would you take some time right now to reflect on this? In your story today, how has God, or how is God, working it out for your good?
2: Well, as Ben Zee and Danny shared, right, that God is at work. He has been at work. He is at work. And gosh, we sure hope that he will continue to be at work because the same God that raised Jesus from the dead is the same God who will continue to be actively involved in your story and into the known and unknown future. And because we're resurrection people, that's what it's all about. It's about having a life filled with hope. And I don't know if you like movies, but I love movies. And you know who's filled with hope? Wonder Woman. You know why Wonder Woman's filled with hope? Because she's a franchise actor, actress, right? There's an entire franchise around her. So like we were watching, I I invested four whole hours to the Snyder Cut watching Wonder Woman crush it. And she's doing these incredible things and she's gonna die, you know she's gonna die, but no, she's a franchise player. And because she's a franchise player, she knows that she can take incredible risks she can make incredible sacrifices. She has this life that is so filled with adventure because she knows and you know that she's going to be in movie after movie after movie. Now, my dad has no idea about what the Snyder Cut is or what Wonder Woman even is. He's more of a Star Trek fan. Any Star Trek people, right? So this might be for, for you. Uh, remember the old TV show Captain Kirk and Spock and the, what's that third guy's name? McCoy, Sulu, right? Those guys, they would come down and there's always a fourth guy, Henson number one. Henson number one never makes it. You notice that? He's always toast within the first like five seconds. But the other guys, they are going to make it. They are central to the story. And because they're central to the story, they get to live lives full of adventure, of risk, of hope, and incredible sacrifice because they know they're going to be in the next season, in the next season, and the next season. And really, that's what we're talking about. This idea that no matter your story, God will be in it. You are God's franchise player. You are his person that he's banking this next season on, in the next season, in the next season. No matter your story, God will be in it. But what's interesting about both Wonder Woman and Captain Kirk is they are actually not the center of the story. There is a bigger story that they are partners and players in. And so while no matter the story, God will be in it, here's really the truth of Easter, that in God's incredible story, he actually wants you to be in it. He needs you to be in it. Let's take a look at this passage in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. It says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. And I just love this picture. This is the Christian story that because of God's mercy, because of his incredible and reckless love, he loves you. And because he loves you, he offered his son Jesus as a sacrifice to invite you and adopt you into his family. And because you're part of his family, you get an inheritance that will not fail or spoil um, or perish. So the question is in this middle ground, how do you have this living hope? I think about my own family, and I want my kids to have a living hope. They should have a living hope. They're my kids, for crying out loud. And in fact, my wife and I, we have worked really hard to live in a way that they would have a future. The, the old cars we drive, the vacations we take or don't take, the meals that we go out to or don't go out to, we've chosen to limit those expenditures so that our kids can actually have a future. We want to be a safety net for them as they're figuring out how to do life, as they go to college. We're just not like, see ya, good luck out there. We as their parents are making this incredible sacrifice to care for them in season and out of season. And because they're kids and they're developing, right? They don't know all that's in front of them, but they know they have a sense of safety as they're figuring out their identity. And our prayer is that they would ultimately figure out their call. And because of our sacrifice, because of our safety net for them, they would ultimately be people that would live out the values of Christ and the values of our family into the world. And so really this Easter, what we're talking about is tapping in to this resurrection power to recognize that God has been involved in your story. He is involved in your story, and He will continue to be involved in your story But his dream, our dream, is that you would actually take advantage of not just God being a part of your story, but you would take the maturing step to be part of God's incredible story. Because in God's incredible story, he not only wants you, but he needs you to be part of it, to be the franchise player, to live the noble life that God has put in front of you. Think about this, if you could understand your true identity in Christ— if you could understand your true inheritance that's waiting for you in heaven, that is yours for all time, that you actually have access to now, how would you live today? Here's a couple of things that I've been wrestling with as I've been reflecting on this passage. If I wanted to be one of those players, if I understood my identity and my inheritance, and I wanted to live into this hope, to be generous towards others, to extend radical forgiveness to those who have hurt and wronged me, to pursue holiness, and to say no to my fleshly desires, to partner with God with his ever-expanding kingdom, to navigate all the unknown challenges and joys of the future with hope, and to do all of this while oozing the fruits of the Spirit. That's what God is calling his people to be a part of. That is what God is calling you to be a part of. He will be a part of your story. That, is, that, that truth is unchanging because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He will be part of your story. But the big question is, will you be a part of his story? And so as I'm wrapping things up here, I'd love for you just to consider a couple things. You've joined us today at Marin Covenant Church. And here at Marin Covenant Church, we are a gathering of spiritually hungry people That are on the journey towards christ and we just want to invite you to be on this journey with us so would you be willing to consider a tiny step towards christ as you explore what a life of faith could mean the tiniest step maybe for you this morning would you consider actually returning to the faith of your childhood to the grandma who's been praying for you maybe today you want to answer her prayer Maybe this morning you are ready to jump in with both feet and move from being a guest in God's household to being an adopted daughter or son. And here's the deal. If you are willing to consider any movement towards Christ from any starting point, no matter where you find yourself, then this is your place. This is your home. This is your family. As we recognize that God has been part of our story, is part of our story, and will continue to be part of our story all the way until we fully embrace that we get to partner with Him in the ever-expanding kingdom of God. Well, as I wrap things up for reals this time, um, we're going to hear from Kelly Lamb, someone in our church, who I think her story is our entire Easter message. Somebody who's been moving towards Christ, who ultimately said yes to Jesus Christ, who recognizes that God's been part of her story, is in her story, and now longs to have her story partner with God to be about His kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. I hope you enjoy this story.
3: If you were to tell me two years ago that I'd be standing here today, getting baptized at a church, I would have told you that you're out of your mind. Religion never held much significance in my life. I went to Catholic middle school and high school Um, But my parents aren't Christians, and they only sent me there because they thought I would get a better education and more guidance after I moved to the United States from Hong Kong. Scripture class was honestly always one of my least favorites. I thought it was so boring. It didn't really mean a whole lot to me because honestly, at the time, I wasn't fully convinced that God even existed. My journey began on November 17th, 2019. I was in Oregon visiting my fiance, Eric's family, and I was invited to join them at a church service on a Sunday. I didn't want to miss out on spending more time with the family, so I said yes. I can't recall what the sermon was about because truthfully, I bet I wasn't even paying attention. But um, the worship team started singing the song, Reckless Love, I'd never heard of before. And I was suddenly just overwhelmed by feelings of comfort and belonging. And uh, I started crying uncontrollably. I was honestly so confused and had no idea what was happening to me. I'm generally not a very emotional person. You'll rarely see me cry other than maybe when the ASPCA commercial comes on. (laughs) I knew at that moment that something significant was happening inside of me. I was a lost sheep who didn't know I was lost, and God left the 99 to come after me. As soon as I got home from my trip, I started researching local churches in my area, and God led me to Marin Covenant's website, and I soon attended a service. I was immediately hooked. Let me tell you, besides going to work, I have never felt so compelled or so passionately about doing something so religiously, no pun intended, (laughs) Sunday services have become the highlight of my week, where I can come into God's house and leave a little differently every time. It recharged me and gave me the power and patience to face whatever it is I'd have to face that week. Inviting Jesus into my life has slowly but drastically transformed my life and how i see myself and the world around me my capacity to forgive has grown tremendously and i find myself having this new superpower ability to be thankful in the midst of even the worst of situations i yearn for more of jesus and to build relationships with his people and less of material things that i used to that used to really matter to me I've learned to put my faith and trust in him, and now I can say that I wholeheartedly believe that what Pastor Jeff taught us during one of those first sermons that I first attended here, that he's got your back. Above all, I've learned and witnessed the power of prayer. The MCC community has played a tremendous role in my growth towards a life in Christ. The pastoral team showed me so much love and support even when I first walked into this church with very little faith. I thank God and Pastor Courtney for connecting me to my Saturday morning Zoom uh, Bible study fellowship, a small group of women who raised me up and who I hold so closely to my heart, even though I haven't met the half of them because of the pandemic. I am so excited and proud today that I have surrendered my life to Jesus. I long to live and breathe in His love so that others can feel and witness His love through me. And I vow to live a life that will make Him proud. Kelly, beautiful friend, because you have committed your life to Jesus and you call Him Savior and Lord, I have the privilege of inviting you to be baptized, the outward sign of the inward decision you've made and I'm gonna baptize you now in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because you belong to Jesus, girl, you belong to us, and we belong to you here at NCC We love you. My friend, the outward sign, the demonstration of your new life in Christ. Yay. What a beautiful moment. Thank you for being here with us. There's loud cheering going on in the heavens right
2: now, my friend. <laughs>